0: Welcome to episode twenty-six of the Echo Screen Podcast. Uh, I'm Blaze. With me this week is Aaron, who, and Rob. Yeah.
1: Wait, who's the first guy?
0: Uh, who? Me or you? All right, great, great me? podcast. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, we have more uh, video game and pop culture news to talk about, like we do every week. Rob has some comments on Quibi and uh what was the other one the live action uncharted movie that yes. we were uh discussing last week so i'll let rob jump into it
2: yeah uh I'm sorry i wasn't here last week but i i was listening over what you guys discussed. apology not
1: accepted <laughs> oh, Damn it. go on
2: um i was listening over to what you guys were discussing last week and uh there were a few points that i w- figured i'd add something to uh I learned a lot about Quibi when we. Um, I went to the Atlanta Film Festival mm-hmm. last year. And, well, I think it was this year. Wow. So long. How many
0: years has it been since this year started, though? <laughs> Too many.
2: Um, <laughs> but um, at the Atlanta Film Festival, they spent the whole time uh, talking about Quibi's going to be the future. Quibi is going to be the thing that everyone's talking about. And it was like like classes were like starting to be taught about like uh, how we're going to be writing for Quibi, how um, like the future is going to be 5-minute episodes of everything. Oh, wait. The the really? <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, That's horrible. <laughs> cool. And the whole time we were thinking about like this is going to fail. Like, every, every time students got out of the class, we'd all talk, turn to each other and be like, this is a bad idea. And I, I think legitimately it was, basically, it must have been a producer was thinking, I want to watch TV, but I've got five minutes between things in my limo ride. What am I supposed to do? Um, that's a completely cynical view of it. I'm sure there's more to it than that. Um, but... Um, you mentioned that there wasn't a lot of talent put
0: behind it, and um, I don't think that's exactly what I said, but uh, yeah, I but but that's uh, pretty yeah. much the sentiment I had.
3: Yeah,
2: I, and th- the thing is, Anna Kendrick had a show on it about her dating a boyfriend who has a sex doll, and her starting to hear the doll talk, and becoming friends with it. Oh, that's that's what? a real thing. That's, that's not a real thing. A <laughs> <What? dream? laughs> it's called Dumb- yeah. it's called Dummy.
0: Uh, oh what? All right, that sounds really fake. But okay, I'll they, buy it.
2: They had a Reno 911 revival thing. Um, I heard about really? that. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm learning about new
1: things about. But I thought that was like actually going to be on network television. No,
2: it's it was a Quibi exclusive, like a month before that's- they closed down. Depressing. depressing. Um, I know. And my my dad was my dad's a huge fan of Reno 911. So like he came he came to me. And he was like, oh, w- what st- streaming platform are we? Is it on? Can we download it to the TV? And I was like, that's the thing. Uh, you can only watch yeah, it on Quibi's your phone.
0: Only on your phone.
2: Yeah. And he was like, that's stupid. <laughs> and um.
0: It literally only launched apps for all like the stuff. Yeah. The day, the week it closed, like a, the <laughs> Tuesday before it, it uh, folded.
2: Yeah. And. So. And it it it's surprising. There was like uh, a most dangerous game reboot on there. I did
0: hear about that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's was, there's was a few interesting things that they were working on, and. Uh. But yeah, as far as things go, there surprising amount of talent. Don't know why it was all invested in Quibi. Uh, that being said, um, the note I had on the Uncharted film is it's going to be set in the early years of Nathan Drake's uh, adventures. Apparently, it's supposed to be canonical to the games. Young so, Drake. All right. Yeah. So okay.
0: I feel a little bit better about that.
1: Though. Young Drake in the same outfit. He wears this old Drake.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, this is the be point a where man. he got. This is the origin of how he got that outfit, is the only. Classic look.
1: <laughs> but he's already in the outfit. Um, I'm thinking. So would even younger Drake be the yeah. one that acquires the outfit? Like I guess that? to uh, give
0: Rob less of a hard time. Yeah. It's like we see <laughs> Iron Man in the, the proper suit in the poster, but he doesn't get it until the, yeah. like, the end of the second act. Oh, or so you think
1: they CG'd. The uh yes. clothing onto <laughs> completely. That you know what, Aaron? Yeah, He's that's nude. exactly what I was doing. In that and oh, then they
0: perfect on.
1: Well, like in the uh, what is it? Endgame trailer when they had like Hulk yeah. uh fighting. Um yeah. Yeah. in it, Wakanda, but then they just switched it to uh yeah. the Hulk in exactly. the actual movie.
0: Yeah, if you look at the um, the original uh, trailers even before the Hulk running scene, it was actually just Tom Holland wearing the um <laughs> The uh, Nathan Drake outfit.
2: (laughs) Well, slight interesting note about that. Apparently, Hulk was supposed to... He was supposed to Hulk out at the ending of Infinity War. But, like, audience thought it was weird that he has this pivotal victory over, like, his fight with the Hulk right before everyone dies. And they... And so they went back and you'll notice there's some sketchy CGI with uh, the Hulk Buster suit and Mark Ruffalo at the ending. It's because they went back and reshot a few things and Mm -hmm. towards the last minute there. So um, but um, and another thing is the person who is playing uh, Sully is Mark Wahlberg.
1: Is that confirmed? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's real. Unfortunately. Yes. All right. He's so. released a f-
2: a video of him wearing a fake mustache. Um, and I'm just glad. For years, the rumor was Mark Wa- Wahlberg was locked in to play Nathan Drake. <clears> hmm. <throat> I'm glad time has moved so long that now he is Sully in the (laughs) stitch. So
1: why don't they just get somebody else completely different that isn't Mark Wahlberg? I I
2: don't know. I just
0: don't know. (laughs) Mark?
1: His name is Mark?
0: Mark? It's not
1: Matt? Marky Mark Wahlberg.
2: Mark Wahlberg.
1: He's making a
0: Matt Damon joke. Am I? Is that a joke that people make? Yeah. (laughs) Well, really? Oh. Well, I guess I'm not very original. Are they not the same guy? (laughs) <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark wait, who Damon, is the guy on, Mark, in the Born series?
2: Matt Damon.
0: Yes. Who is the guy in Thor Ragnarok?
2: <laughs>
0: Matt Maddie. Damon. No, wait. No. Wait, what is Mark Wahlbar- Wahlberg in? Wahlberg again.
2: He's wait. in
1: uh, Wahlbergers the TV show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no.
2: Wait. He's in kay. Daddy's Home 1 and 2.
0: <laughs> never saw I've never seen that. <laughs> Wait, who, what was that movie Um, where it was, like, the Irish mob in Boston or whatever, and the, the guy was a cop? Oh, The Departed. Yeah, The
1: Departed. Who, was, was, Mark the, who was that? That's Mark That Walberg. was, okay. Oh, it's
2: both
0: yeah. of them. They're both
2: in it. Yeah, Wait. Matt Damon's also in that
1: movie. That is no. <laughs> okay. Matt Damon okay. is one of the leads, but and then Mark yeah, Wahlberg's Mark Wahlberg is the main character.
0: Which is the one that hangs out with Ben Affleck in all, like, the Kevin Smith movies? Matt Damon. Yeah, Mad Day, man. Okay, this is impossible
2: to figure out. <clears throat> I think I know what's going to be in the banner of this. Oh,
0: <laughs> of no. This episode. Oh, no. Okay, well, uh
1: I am... Just put quote, it this way. One of them is really, really racist. The other one isn't racist at all. I can't. But which
2: one? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that doesn't help me. Gotta figure it out, I guess. Oh, one of them well starred
2: heard. in The Great Wall, so I'm really confused.
0: <laughs> Whatever anyone Got needs out there that is offended, uh, all statements are said with allegedly in front of them. Um, anyway,
1: oh no, it's proven. Okay, but so no.
0: I don't, I don't know either way. I can't recognize their faces. <laughs> uh, they look the same to me. Uh, yeah. Okay. So so, Quibby is gone. So thanks for that, Quibby. Uh, Uncharted is. Coming eventually when movies are in production again, in when the world stops being so bleak outside. Anyway, uh, we're also getting a live-action interpretation of a character that has never uh, had an appearance in live-action before, and that would be the Red Hood. Yep. In Titan season three.
1: So. Mm-hmm. I thought you were uh, gonna say Static Shock. Sure. I mean, we are getting that as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, like i'd be a little bit here's the thing i'm very excited about red hood Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a big fan of the character i know it like you either love him or hate him i know like a lot of hardcore batman fans
0: hate red hood
2: because
0: like i mean they killed him in the 80s so i obviously (laughs) yeah
2: and like well they're like he should have stayed dead because now he's like one of the things that like characters can't stay dead in comics and but like
0: that existed before him I think. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah and I I don't know I think they've been able to do some really cool things with him the problem is Titans is not good
0: I I can't comment either way I've never seen it so uh, I mean Dick Grayson seems to be like characterized and portrayed as he is comic accurate You know, he's just like a nice, (laughs) fun-loving guy. He's the most trusted person in the DC universe. Obviously, that's the kind of like signature catchphrase.
1: Fuck Batman!
0: Oh, see that—that doesn't sound like him at all. That sounds like (laughs) Jason Todd.
1: What do you mean? Wait a second.
2: Well, here's the thing: Jason Todd is weirdly enough the more fun-loving character in it.
1: Uh, Like,
2: yeah, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that's bad. except except they do more of like a fun loving thing with him, and then like at the end of the first episode, he's introduced. He like brutally murders people. Oh, so, so they twist the knife. Yeah, so they're they're like, oh, he's Red Hood. That's uh, yeah. they're like, yeah, he's going weird. to be Red Hood one day. So, oh. so it's oh. uh which I guess kind of works because that's kind of he was like in the original. 70s comics he was like a little ruder and he was like a little bit more like
0: he stole the wheels off of uh the the tires off of batman's car yeah yeah
2: and he's like he's always been kind of having like a little bit of a like kind of like devil may care attitude Mm -hmm. towards everything he does so Mm -hmm. he finds his way of doing things yeah and i think at least at that kind of how they've done it with him in their Maybe Red Hood will be really depicted accurately. But, like, uh, Re- Nightwing is just a downer through that
0: whole show. Like, I'm glad that they would do that to such a character <laughs> that embodies a uh, downer. It's almost like they didn't learn the lessons from Man of Steel. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah. Ha.
2: Superboy's nice, I guess. Anyway.
0: Oh, Superboy's in that? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I he's he's in it for like an episode and then I think they throw him away and then they bring him back at the ending and he's like brainwashed.
0: Which Superboy?
2: Uh Connor Kent.
0: Oh. Yeah, so Yeah. I can't confirm it anywhere, but I did see or no, I didn't see any rumors. I heard some rumors about uh a possible Tim Drake being in there and that is an interesting um especially if Red Hood gets um gets on the, on like, in, well, he is getting in the show, but I don't know about Tim Drake yet, but yeah. Tim Drake, Connor Kent, Con- comics have really good chemistry together. So, yeah you know,
2: I'd be very interested. I, again, I, I kind of, I, again, I might be like kind of off base. I watch the show intermittently, like, <laughs> um and I just kind of, yeah, I kind of come in and out of it, but it's just I do not enjoy it. I'm sure there's plenty of people that do. It got renewed for a fourth season, and it has Well, it's one of yet.
0: uh it was one of the um the exclusives for DC Universe, and now it's I believe the first two seasons are going to uh HBO, HBO Max, Max on the yes. 1st of November, which is like Sunday. Yeah. Uh as a recording. Mm-hmm. So i mean that hey that's another exclusive series and it was already in the pipeline so yeah. but whatever they, but they canceled
2: swamp thing but they kept the show that is yeah
0: yeah down the it's, middle of, it's probably like, like less expensive for like yeah everything yeah comparatively you know, but
2: they have nightwing in a leather jacket through most of <laughs> the second season so
0: yeah that's easier way easier. Oh, sorry, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah,
2: just he's like really naming cool. should
0: be edgy and cool. Well, he's uh, just not at all.
2: It kind of looks like he's like going out for a walk. It's not even like a black leather jacket. It's like a brown like.
0: Oh, it, you mean it's what Jason Todd wears? Oh God, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's wearing Red Hood's outfit. Oh, cool. In season three,
2: he's going to punch him and take the jacket off and
0: then complete his outfit. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be the battle for the cowl, but it's just going to be, I'm going to be Red Hood now, and I'll call myself Red X. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the voice he'll make. There we Uh, go. Okay, well, that's tough. That's real tough. But uh, don't worry. They're going to even bring in an even edgier Robin in the future. Titan season four, confirming it here. Damian Wayne. Oh boy. oh boy i'm just kidding i don't i don't care you, you uh, said
2: it now it's gonna be real it's going to be hey, real now yeah
0: heard it here first echo screen podcast exclusive uh no one reported this to us uh anyway i guess we're gonna move on to lighter things like you guys have heard Nint- of nintendo before right
1: no uh, it's
2: uh that little company that, uh, yeah they make
0: toys okay okay yeah they make anyway, card no. games right Of course. Uh, So, Nintendo. They had their last Nintendo Direct Mini um, partner showcase this... uh, What day was it? It was on the 28th. So it was yesterday? I don't even know anymore. Days just fly by. The
1: 28th was indeed yesterday.
0: Yeah, so they had their partner showcase, the last one of the year, and they decided to shed some light on Bravely Default 2 which was supposed to launch this year which is Square's uh, Square Enix's role playing game turn based and it's a sequel to Bravely Default and Bravely Second technically which were 3DS games and uh, it's coming out in February now and uh, yeah they showed a bunch of that off with more story content and uh, it is a role playing game, a Japanese role playing game that is coming out. So if you're looking forward to that, there's still a demo the uh, out on the eShop. So, if you want to play it before then, have fun. Uh they also showed off a new trailer with gameplay for no more Heroes 3 which was really exciting. Uh they showed some like gameplay and some like cutscene stuff. Mm-hmm. But what was the most interesting I felt it's coming in 2021 as we knew cuz it got mm-hmm. delayed. But they also which dropped just on the eShop uh, yesterday, as like after the show aired, No More Heroes One and Two were ported to the Switch. First time uh, for both of them, obviously on the Switch, but the first time that No More Heroes Two Man. has been ported anywhere else. Um, and apparently, the stories are going to like they directly. Well, I mean, One dir- directly leads into Two, and then I guess it. They're all the elements from both of them will make. 3 more impactful so um yeah that's really cool I'm excited to play through 2 again I've played through 1 multiple times but I've only played through No More Heroes 2 once so I picked that up maybe I'll actually dive into it um, sometime soon nice The I don't, I don't think I cared enough to pay attention to Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town uh part-time ufo which is a new it's like a kirby it like looks like it is from the kirby developer HAL laboratory uh not for me mm. personally but it's like a small game that came out yesterday uh there was a playable demo for hyrule warriors age of calamity that dropped which i did play and i will talk about later um and cool they also they also announced like hitman and um, and control are coming like Mate, are, are coming to the switch or are out now on the switch or something? Mm. I don't think Hitman's out, but I know Control dropped. But they're streaming, so you can play them, but oh, you're playing gosh. a streamed version of the game because that's the only way that they would work. <laughs> is state is state influencing
2: everything now?
0: I mean, it was like I think the industry was always going there, but. Um, but it's like i think it's interesting i don't know if it's the like those are the first games that did it or like are doing it but Mm -hmm. like the fact that they have that it makes me more intrigued that like about um games pass actually being uh, or or not even games pass like x cloud being a viable option on the switch if microsoft and nintendo could come up with some sort of like agreement i mean i
1: don't think there is any contention that streaming video games wasn't ever going to uh fail i think it's uh creating a platform based around streaming video games uh before it's even like viable really
0: yeah before the internet catches up with the technology Mm. because like our infrastructure is not good
1: and the nintendo switch is a
0: notoriously like horrible system to connect to a wi-fi or (laughs) get a signal on it's just really bad It It drops connection all the time. So, uh, I don't really have much faith in it. If you want to play those games, if your Switch is the only way you can do it, I mean, more power to you, I guess, but I'm not. Oh, thanks. Like, not not for me at that point.
2: You see, I see this being more adopted with, like, kind of the PlayStation Plus kind of memberships. Like, instead of, like... Getting free games eventually, they're just gonna have a streaming area where you could just play them there. Which I don't,
0: yeah. They they kind of have that with like or had that with PlayStation now, but it was still like kind of iffy, yeah. So, and I mean, they tried that years and years ago with like was it on live? Was that what it was called? I don't even know, it's been such a long time. They've tried it, it hasn't worked out. Stadia is questionable and uh luna i don't even know anything about uh, amazon's like whatever so um every company is trying every company who wants a stake in that future market we'll see if the infrastructure backs it up but as of right now it's still like the early early days of when they had one headset for vr that you could buy and there (laughs) was one or two games that functioned properly it's more of a toy right now than it is like a platform you can sink your teeth into and get like value out of so but uh that was from my understanding that's just, uh that's about it for nintendo's uh, direct it was pretty short not too much on it uh exciting things and uh, i will talk about obviously um hyrule warriors demo later on moving forward far cry 6 and rainbow six quarantine probably not a good title for it uh (laughs) are delayed until the next fiscal (laughs) year uh ubisoft basically it was like hey we had an investor call and we're gonna have to uh, send these guys to next next year basically which far cry 6 was supposed to come out in february if i'm not mistaken um yeah, it doesn't make... It, it's not surprising in any shape or form that games are getting delayed or that Ubisoft, who's shipping uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion within a few weeks of each other for the console launch. I think... I think uh, Watch Dogs comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, so they are going to need extra help with, like, patches and like across all of their supported platforms so Mm -hmm. all hands on deck they can they can chill out with uh with those games i know it's not that simple but um that's what i believe personally that is happening which uh i mean i was never interested in either of these games so it's not really a bummer for me but i Mm -hmm. definitely know that it's tough like for sure
1: uh, i kind of forgot rainbow six quarantine was a thing honestly like <laughs> just thought it was a patch for uh siege, for siege. yeah <laughs> yeah uh and then i was like oh yeah no it's a separate game i think uh they're hopefully trying to make far cry 6 uh work period <laughs> yeah Cause the reception it's... of the last game was a uh, pretty bad for good reason um, well i
0: mean hey they they released these like these really big narrative um sticking points where they're like this is the high concept of our game this is what we're telling you it's about and then they like rip all that out when it's time for the game to come out and they're like oh we yeah. want to appeal the most to, uh uh people with money who want to buy this game as possible <laughs> so we don't stand uh on either uh side here so we're totally apolitical in what we're trying to say <laughs> with our video game that is about this specific thing that we've already been very clear about what we've never said other than a trailer
1: this specific so, thing that's a uh, very heavily politically involved and charged
0: yep and that was like probably why the game had so much creative oomph and then you ripped it all out of the game okay <laughs> sounds great yeah hopefully that is not something that happens to far cry 6 but it's happened before it'll happen again uh most likely uh yeah uh then we talk about the big elephant in the room (laughs) cyberpunk 2077 Mm. delayed 21 days three weeks yes uh later and they released a statement which i'm not going to like they basically are like it has to come out december 10th now we uh tried our best we have to we we have to work hard to make sure it works uh and on all nine different versions across all the <laughs> platforms and it's like yeah. yeah okay um you really don't actually have to do that um in in all seriousness you're just like like you miscalculated which they say like they say they they didn't they the pandemic has something to do with it and they uh you know they didn't know how complex it would be for like with all this stuff. And that is totally understandable. Yeah. The bigger elephant in the room is not that it was delayed. Uh, there's like two more. They're, like the devs are being sent like death threats by people. Fans, quote unquote fans, are like threatening them like you will release this game the day you said it was going <laughs> to come out. You've already fans deleted it three knows. times. And it's like, um, okay... One, if anything ever makes you want to threaten someone's life, you need to reevaluate everything you, <laughs> you stand for. And then two, uh, the amount of crunch that these developers have been under from, mm-hmm. from from like the entirety. this game was like announced before the PlayStation <laughs> 4 and the Xbox one were out yeah <laughs> like it was behind closed it doors was
1: supposed to come out in march this year
0: it was i think it was april yeah i think it was like right next to avengers and then mm-hmm. they pushed it and then they pushed it again and then now they've pushed it a third time if i'm not mistaken yes so. and like cyberpunk 2077 again another game i'm not really very much interested in but i know is like one of the most if not the most anticipated game this year it's a little bit of light to a lot of people in the darkness right now especially with uh, what next tuesday uh has for the u.s in store <laughs> uh and we're not, most likely not going to find out a definitive answer on uh, tuesday regarding that thing that i don't want to talk about because uh the youtube automated system will ding us for it but uh yeah anyway 2077 has keanu reeves in it it is coming out please uh know that real people are working on that game and they have lives that they should be living (laughs) and not suffering over this thing that you will get maybe hundreds of hours out of uh enjoyment but they put blood sweat and tears most likely into that uh that thing lost time with their family friends uh you know just think about what you would have to sacrifice for your job and if it's worth it And you literally are, uh, some of like people are just threatening their lives. That's really good. Feels really great. Thank you for that. Uh, that was complete sarcasm in my mom. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to more frivolous things. Nice. Like AMD graphics cards. Whoa. That's never been a controversial topic. Uh, yeah. So AMD announced, explain. uh, (laughs) <laughs> do you know what graphics cards are rob
2: um <laughs> they are very violent cards that um they
0: make the screen image look good or <gasps> yeah oh no, no so, i know what a uh, graphics card is i don't know what yeah, the know. amd is amd is a company that is not nvidia okay. uh basically it's like sony and microsoft uh, don't worry. I, I might be talking about it, but I know okay. just as much as you, Rob. Uh, maybe even less. Uh, I just look up the articles. Uh, AMD has their. They actually do the um, the internal gra- like the graphics technology for the the console systems. They yeah. for like they work with uh, Sony and Microsoft to make uh, sometimes like they design. Uh, the internals with like for that console in mind and it then pushes their own like consumer computer technology forward which seems to be the case uh in in like this round they announced the uh th- i think they announced yeah they announced three cards the radeon um RX 6800 the 6800 xt horrible name and <laughs> the um I think it's the 6900 XT. Nice. Which these are just really, really horrible names. Almost <laughs> as like you named your your console Xbox Series X or S, and expected people to get it. Uh, comparatively, the 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 6800 without anything, is, like without the XT, is comparable to the uh, Nvidia's. Uh, RTX 2080 Ti from my understanding from what this article on Polygon tells me and the 6800 XT is matching the RTX 3080 which uh, which it beats in raw specs apparently they have similar 4K as the article says and uh, 1440p but it has uh, 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 RAM and a maximum clock speed of 2.25 gigahertz which to me means nothing mm-hmm. and to you it might mean something but it all it otherwise does comes out November 18th for $649 which is $50 less than the 3080 and that is significant um, and uh, the 6900 comes out for a thousand dollars but it is not necessarily better than the uh it might be like a mid-step no one really knows exactly what it is capable of uh comparatively to the 3090 which is 1500 dollars from nvidia the 6900 xt is coming out december 8th for a thousand dollars that's that's pr- pretty significant um like as like a mid-step if you really wanted it like competitively that's like huge so uh yeah that's about that's about it the uh they they went out for for blood with the like their competitive pricings and uh paired with their their new processors i think you'll definitely have like if if you're looking for computer parts uh coming 2021 when production maybe is more available you're probably gonna be happier that there's such like steep competition between the two of them so Mm. yeah doesn't do anything uh for me maybe we'll have (laughs) uh nick and Aaron on to go in
1: deep about it sometime but yeah i mean it's like not much has really changed as far as uh amd and nvidia's like standings within the uh, graphics card game, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, they just offer cheaper, uh, comparable uh, graphics cards. The only thing that I usually have a problem with AMD is just, like, they're not as reliable, I find. Um, most of NVIDIA's graphics cards, they really keep up-to-date with current uh, generation specs, even after the release of uh, their uh, graphics cards. Like, they really do like keep their drivers and uh software up to spec which Hmm. you encounter less problems with newly released games after you get (laughs) your uh graphics card um that's like really the only problem like honestly i prefer nvidia obviously but uh md makes really good cpus well i will not uh yeah buckle there
0: they uh The only interesting thing that I read about them, obviously, like, price points are a thing that some people are interested in. Like, everyone loves to get a deal. But the interesting thing is there's... uh, AMD is working on this super sampler technology, which is their kind of, like, what I read and understood from it was it's their version of real-time ray tracing or has the potential to be, which it would be less taxing overall on the system so you could do more with less is to put it really like lamely and that when that gets like more fleshed out then i think they'll have more of a leg to stand on in the uh it it really was like some of the impressive stuff from like when uh unreal engine 5 got announced and they were showing all their their stuff with that like that's Mm. the kind of like technological thing other than just stats on a page that like once they can show that definitively that's what i'll be excited about um so okay so just a a winner of topics this week halo infinite the game not coming out this holiday (laughs) launching with the console coming out like two weeks from now but all on all of the advertisements and boxes it lost uh, the project's director. <laughs> yeah, uh, the his name is Chris Lee. He hasn't left three four three industries, but he stepped down from uh, from working on uh, Halo Infinite, and it's like the second one. It's the second one in within like the past two years if i'm Mm. or or this yeah something like that but it's like the third one on halo infinite within the past i think it's actually the third one within the past two years um if i read that right yeah it's like this game seems to be being pulled in two different directions Mm. and it's it like has been baking since halo 5 and it's still not like ready uh that's not that's not good. <laughs> Just to, if you didn't think yeah. it if it was good uh, or not, it's definitely not a good sign. But that game, to to break it down, is most likely not coming out until next November, uh, unless like some breakthrough happens or they release it in two parts, which they said they were not going to do, because um, it's still free multiplayer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. Um, this game has to be good. Like if <laughs> this game is not good for Microsoft and it's like cracked down 3 levels of bad, uh Halo's gone forever. Microsoft might not exist as a game console system. Like that seems really hyperbolic to a lot of people, but uh I don't think that's too far-fetched. Halo's their tentpole. That like they
1: it is the Xbox game.
0: Yeah like that and gears and gears are consistently good but i don't think gears has wowed anyone in like the way that it did back when like epic was working on it or whatever mm. like i think gears one two and three and judgment are all yeah. like really good games and those were like system sellers when i got an xbox i wanted gears or gears 2 when i saw Uh, I didn't- I had a PS2, and I didn't care about, like, Oblivion or whatever, which might be blasphemy to a lot of people. But when I saw- Yeah. When I saw Gears, like, the graphics on Gears, and what was happening on the screen, and, like, the cover shooter mechanic, which was, like, Gears made the- like, popularized it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, When I saw all that, and I went home, and I was playing, like, Kingdom Hearts 2 on my PS2, I was like, I love Kingdom Hearts (laughs) 2. but this is not that. Like that is next gen. That was like, oh, I need this new console. This is the future of games. Gears like 2 and 3, don't I don't think they pushed the medium that way that like Gears 1 did. Um, I did enjoy like their stories and characters, which maybe is not the point of Gears. It did it plays really well as well, but the uh, the major point I'm trying to make is Gears 4 didn't didn't feel like it felt like oh yeah we're just soft rebooting it's like sequel-ish yeah. obviously but it's not like technologically it wasn't such a huge leap that it was it wowed me of next gen it wasn't like oh, i gotta go get that xbox one to play this and gears five same thing uh gear six hasn't been announced yet but i can only imagine it's coming i mean and uh, 4 and five are on a
1: pc they're well. all
0: yeah they're also on pc but at heart at my heart and core I'm a console gamer and this generation weirdly enough the Xbox 1X is really appealing to me and I re- like it's I feel like I want both systems I know I would need both but with Microsoft stumbling on I know I could play games on my on my Xbox if I got one but I don't know if I'd have the unique experiences like I could have with my PlayStation 5 whenever I get that because hmm. i know that they will have exclusive games that take advantage of the technology that they're using microsoft could have the most powerful console uh on the market but if they're not doing anything with that power it, like themselves because they really know what they're doing i don't really care because like you ubisoft's gonna make a multi-platform game assassin's Creed's gonna play basically the same on both consoles they're not going to make special haptic stuff for for uh for sony because they can't use that in uh the xbox maybe it'll have marginally better graphics and performance quote unquote on the xbox and or uh, versus the playstation 5 but like who like who cares like i personally don't care like that's not what's Mm -hmm. going to to shift me halo i don't I don't necessarily care about playing it on mouse and keyboard or on my PC. If and if it's crossplay, basically on my on my Xbox, then I'm gonna go into Game Pass, play Halo, and leave it there. Uh, I'm concerned for their for their exclusives because that really, like, besides Game Pass, which is boatload of money for them, uh, it I think it'll determine if they make another console for people instead of just being a Uh, a service platform for games and i don't even know what like other than just like getting money every month i don't think they'd be like like the the loss that they would have to be investing like the millions of dollars on the companies and exclusive developers they like they haven't Mm -hmm. put out anything in in a generation so it's definitely an investment they just bought a 7.5 billion dollar company they're they're going to make uh bethesda games exclusives like i i think that people are i think even we were uh when the news broke because they were trying to soften the blow like i don't i don't know starfield is probably not going to be an exclusive uh and the next elder scrolls is uh well i mean starfield will be an exclusive but for for xbox yeah same with elder scrolls six i mean they'll come to pc but i don't think you're gonna get that on playstation 5 uh,
1: yeah i don't know we'll see <laughs> i think as far as that goes
0: yeah it's just money like that they i mean people will buy it on pc right so and like subscribe to game pass and you can play it day one so i don't know time will tell i think that it's financially viable to not uh give sony that opportunity i guess uh even in a competitive sense but yeah, I talked a lot about Halo Infinite. Uh, the director leaving is just like I—I I don't necessarily uh, care that he's gone. I just care that Halo seems—it's bad press when the when the system comes out in two weeks. Not—not mm-hmm. not good. And then uh, two days later, uh, Everwild, the game that is being uh, developed by Rare, that we know very little about, honestly. Yeah. Its uh, creative director resigned <laughs> and uh, left Rare, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, which uh, their name Simon Woodroff. Oh. Hilarious. But yeah, no. Uh, that's also concerning because Everwild is one of the most inter- interesting looking games that uh, Microsoft has coming out from them, developed mm-hmm. by Rare, and everyone's chomping at the bit just like know what this game play like the game will play like which from when they showed the trailer which was in august they didn't really know what it played like (laughs) what what they were saying that's always concerning um yeah so two things in a row not a good look very Mm -hmm. not good luck and on the flip side if you're getting a PlayStation 5, which very few of us are, if you're getting a PlayStation 5 this holiday, Bug Snacks, which comes out uh, a launch, of, I, uh, I believe, on the PlayStation yeah, 5. Yeah, I think so. If you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, that is one of your free games for PlayStation 5 Finally, day. Finally,
2: Heck- a light at the end of the
0: tunnel.
1: <laughs> I know, just... no, that's cool.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I wasn't per- I'm still not really interested in bug snacks, but the fact that it's I mean if
1: it's free, might as well.
0: Quote unquote free. Like you most likely will have a PS plus subscription. They might even include like a month voucher in the box of a PlayStation Five. Because I think yeah, more that than likely when I got a PlayStation Four, I feel like yeah. than And even that it's like, oh, I get this month's game. It's a brand new PlayStation Five next game. Uh a next gen game. Can't can't wait. I got that, didn't have to spend 70 bucks on it, or however much it was. Uh, I got Miles Morales. Yeah, I I don't know. That's really strong. Uh, I think that was a great move. And then additionally, I mean, it says it's an exclusive, and they've eradicated from the internet that they ever said it wasn't uh, just coming out on PlayStation 5, but... <laughs> Uh, Final Fantasy 16, their official website launched, and I know that's kind of like, why are we talking about a website for a video game launching, but that's kind of big, because that means the game is closer than I think we anticipated. Yeah. Um, and they announced the names of the main characters, like, Mm -hmm. story information about them. Uh, obviously we, we lean pretty heavily into, like, being fans of Final Fantasy and Square Enix, but, um... Yeah, the website is pretty cool looking and the art that they have on it is um also very nice haven't Um, seen some of
1: the concept art
0: yeah so the main character at least we believe is the main character who's featured in the trailer uh trailer heavily um the black-haired guy his name is clive rosefield clive
1: lucius kill
0: basically clive is horrible that's a horrible name yeah <laughs> i don't i don't like it at all that's the name and of like a side character
2: in reese and in should have
1: named him butts
0: they should have named him like something better not clive <laughs> uh yeah i know i think it's like it's hilarious that i'm complaining about this guy's name but like i'm fine with cloud and squall and noctis lucius calum like give me a break because no, uh, clive
1: sounds normal yeah, like, this is very normal.
0: Clive name. Rosefield. I I don't know. Clive Barker. Like, it's like he goes into the situation. He's like, I have to save my younger brother, which Joshua, the character named Joshua. His name, his last name is Rosefield. He is the younger brother of mm. Clive. Okay. It's like, okay, you got normal name for the second child, first name Clive. Uh, all right, you tried, I guess. One of and the, then um, one of it starts with kind of
1: CL just like another popular Final Fantasy character. <laughs>
2: One of them's and gonna that, be
0: called Derek.
2: I don't understand that, the joke. I'm just saying it's a it's a it's a very normal. <laughs>
3: I, I'll, oh, okay. be, I'll be over here. Well, I mean, Josh
0: was super normal, and then Jill Warwick, she's the the girl that was featured in the uh, in the trailer, and she's like the adoptive sister, not necessarily, but that's kind of like the dynamic the trio has, hmm. and. The fact that those are the characters that were named and, like, given little summaries about, it makes me believe that they obviously will have more importance to the story. I hope, anyway, if this is different from Final Fantasy XV uh, in, like, the way that they're presenting the story, where they're like, Luna Frey is the most important lady in like, <laughs> to Noctis, and then she's in the game for about two minutes, and if you didn't watch the movie, where it's a completely different, pers- like, like uh, character arc and design in a lot of ways uh then you're just gonna be like at a loss the whole time so yeah it's uh it's pretty cool the next big announcements for final fantasy 16 will be in 2021 and they told fans to expect big announcements about final fantasy 16 and final fantasy 14 what? So uh I mean it is I mean yeah the, the new uh
1: expansions gonna be coming out soon. Announced mostly. soon.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah,
1: and then coming yeah. out soon. Well there you go.
0: So if you want more information about Final Fantasy sixteen and the official website, uh it's it's Final dot uh, com. So have fun with that one. Nice. And uh that wraps up the news that I had for us to talk about. Uh Next up is the catch-up section of our podcast where we talk about things we've played, watched or uh whatever this past week. So hey, I whenever you do the first.
1: intro to the catch-up section, can you play like a like a really like a squirting noise like a ketchup bottle would like squirt out ketchup? If the
0: production value of this podcast wasn't $0, I would definitely do that. Do you want me and to now is the catch-up section. <laughs> All right. i am editing that that out. Know (laughs) it. All right. Uh, Yeah, do you guys want to go first? Who wants to go first? Uh, (laughs) After you.
1: Me? I don't know, man. Throw him (laughs) under the bus. If you want Uh, me to go, I could do it. Trying to think if I watched anything new. I think I I forgot to mention it last time, but I watched uh, the first episode of The Haunting of Bly Manor. I think that's the show. How is it? uh super boring it was like <laughs> really not interesting at all like okay. i don't know i think i had the same reaction where to uh the haunting of hill house where it's yeah. like really slow paced like not yeah. even slow burn like there was like no burn it was just slow right yeah. like, <laughs> well, like like it just like i guess tops off at sort of a cliffhanger at the first episode and then like okay but, like, you didn't really care because nothing happened. But, uh, I mean, it's, like, an interesting concept, I guess. Like, they have all the same actors. Uh-huh. It takes place at the same house, but, like, they're all in different roles, and it's also in London, I guess. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, like... I didn't care at all. <laughs> I,
2: I was a big fan of the first one um, because um, I probably, un, to an unhealthy degree, uh, related to the family... And, mm-hmm. uh, and, checks uh, out and uh what do you call it yeah i just kind of um yeah i'm i'm kind of excited to see that hopefully my one friend was really into haunting of hill house i showed him it before uh i went back to savannah so when i get back home hopefully hopefully I mean, we can power through it <laughs> yeah i don't
1: know like I don't really get scared by movies or television, like, at all. Yeah. So, like, there was no suspense being built for me because I wasn't scared, like, at yeah. all. It was just, like, it was just slow. Like, that's all it was. Um, yeah. And then I had people telling me, oh, it gets good after the third episode. I'm like, okay, well, so I have to endure, like, three hours of nothing <laughs> yeah, happening for it to be I, good. I don't think I want to do that.
0: I definitely used to be like, yeah, you just have to watch uh, the first three seasons, and then it's a good show. <laughs> yeah, Supernatural, yeah. haha. I mean, what? Uh- <laughs> I I think I think
2: it's also maybe because I think the the haunting of blind manor is not the ent- entirely the same team that was behind Hill House. Um, mm-hmm. I believe he kind of uh, Mike Flanagan, the guy behind the first one, uh, brought in a couple of new names so i'm wondering if that's kind of what's there but at the same time you said you kind of had a hard time investing into the first one yes okay i did all right so it might just be mike flan again <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, i mean i don't know when the whole like hook of the show is to be scared at nothing yeah uh <laughs> and i'm not scared at nothing <laughs> then it kind of loses all interest to me
2: is there like any like kind of creepy ghosts in the background or anything like that or is it just the there
1: was episode? uh Spoilers some guy in a garden and then like yeah. a reflection in a mirror okay i, I guess can,
2: i could
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd. like i didn't really care
0: dang oh, God. glowing review yeah uh Seventeen out of seventeen
1: uh stars. Yeah, something like that. Anything uh, else? I've been playing uh World of Warcraft retail. Uh LOL.
0: <laughs> are you excited for that new uh expansion coming out?
1: Yeah, it was supposed to come out two days ago. Um
0: I think it comes out the twenty third of November or
1: something. Yeah. Uh that was the new date that it uh that they announced. But yeah. Um I don't know, it's uh, I used to play I played bio for like uh like six years before i stopped um like from its initial release uh it's interesting going back to it especially because they've done a lot of uh balancing in the pre-patch uh leading up to shadowlands like um before they rolled out the pre-patch the max level was 120 and what they're doing is basically squishing everything down so now that when Shadowlands releases the max level will be back to 60 again, Uh, the max level you can get to right now is 50 Um, wow and they're making everything synced to your level essentially so from level 10 which you get to very quickly uh, in the tutorial uh, area like you go from 1 to 10 Uh, in like an hour or so uh after you do that you can basically do any of the content uh from classic all the way up to legion at level 10 essentially so it's like it's like really weird and like some stuff is kind of messed up because of the scaling (laughs) like there are like some glitches here and there with that um but yeah it's like actually really fun like being able to just like not have to slog through like x amount of levels until you can play with like your friends like you can just start off playing with your friends as soon as you exit the tutorial area which is a super cool um and it kind of like like one of the big bigger parts of wow that i started to have a problem with before i fell off was that like unlike final fantasy 14 you have to make a new character and start from level one if you want to level up a separate class uh I mean, like, you have to start from level 1 for certain classes in Final Fantasy XIV, but at least you don't have to, like, literally start from the uh, tutorial area. Um, and, like, have access to nothing, essentially. But, uh yeah, with the new squish, as they call it, it makes it a lot easier to just, like, make whoever you want, do whatever you want. Uh So, yeah, it's pretty fun so far. Um There are some restrictions. Like, if you're making a completely new character on a new account, like... You don't have access to as much stuff as people who previously had a level 120 or now level 50 character. Um, they have like access to like basically everything. But yeah. Still fun. Just a pretty chill grind out game. You know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's
0: a, so super surprising. Honestly I didn't think you... Uh, one, I didn't even know you were playing that. And two, I didn't think you'd be as uh, up about it based on from uh previous conversations about wow (laughs) i
1: yeah i don't know i mean i got sick of wow um Mm -hmm. i always had like as cheesy as it sounds quote unquote a place for it in my heart because like i literally i fucking grew up playing that game like yeah (laughs) the amount of hours i spent but uh because of like poor decisions and just like general appeal it got kind of very boring to me um I mean, at this point, I am just really bored, <laughs> and I was like yeah. super bored, looking for something to do. So I asked Ari if, because I know she played, um, mm-hmm. and so we've been leveling cool. some characters. I'm a shadow cool. priest. I don't even know what
0: that means. In I'm like a priest who does life?
1: omega damage.
2: Okay, oh. I thought you were just yeah. saying that's some that's a new position you took up at
0: the local church and like. I wish. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) moving on. Any other games or movies or whatever?
1: Mm. Music? Oh yeah, I listened to the new Trico album. Very, very good. Uh, I also picked up some music from a couple new hardcore bands. Uh, Let's see what they're called. Geld. their uh, Beyond the Floor LP. Very good. Impalers, their Cellar Dweller LP. Very good. The Unit what's it all for very good uh death grave <laughs> uh they did a split with this band dead pressure i can't find the other half of the album because i guess dead pressure doesn't have a band camp but uh death grave released the four songs that they had on their split seven inch and um red delicious i think they're a uh latino hardcore band uh they released this uh far from the tree ep uh, a couple of years ago which is actually free on Bandcamp. if you want to go check that out but yeah Dang. all very good bands if you like very loud music so i know probably nobody likes that music but that's what i listen to check them all yeah. out support them
0: hardcore definitely stresses me out when i listen <laughs> to it so. unless i'm in a mood then i'm like i need this right now yeah but i um, mean
1: they're all pretty heavy
0: yeah well cool that's pretty sick actually
2: uh rob it is your turn um uh are we at the part of the podcast where i can curse
0: (laughs) oh yeah no it's just the first five minutes okay it's way past that
2: good okay because i i feel like i might say something here um so during the last week um i watched
0: your favorite movie of all time i
2: watched (laughs) i watched I actually did watch my favorite movie of all time, but I have a feeling I can talk more about that with you when we get to your thing, I'm guessing, unless you don't want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah,
0: you have them. to talk about your real, true, <sighs> most favorite movie of okay, all
2: time. So this past, Say it with
0: some enthusiasm.
2: <laughs> this past week, I... Uh, <laughs> oh, awesome. This past Lovely. week, I showed uh, my girlfriend... Uh, uh, long shot. Um, one of my favorite movies of last year. It's the Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron rom com, and it's it's kind of part of his like his new kind of like well like he's kind of been doing this where like he makes smart dumb comedies, and it's mm. like like they all have like poop joke and fart jokes and like pratfalls, but like when you watch most oh, so they're hilarious. Yeah, they're also hilarious, and they're just. But like then they talk about like kind of like big issues like in small ways that like are really surprising and and I thought that was I thought it was really cool she enjoyed it and then like halfway through it she says can we watch High School Musical awesome <laughs> and I'm like why would you do this to me <laughs> <laughs>
0: She wants to prepare you for the, uh, whatever the Disney Plus series that they have going on. So I, you can watch all I, that. I, you know? I,
2: I honestly said to her, can we watch the Disney Plus TV show? <laughs> <laughs> because that oh. fascinated me a little bit more. And awesome. I was like, and she like, no, it has to be the High School Musical.
0: Thing. Hey, you need to build up your lore for High School Musical <laughs> when they bring it to Kingdom Hearts, obviously. <laughs> True. <laughs>
2: Why isn't that in Melody of Memory? Anyway, that's not the point. Oh,
0: you're right. Wow. Um, Bad game. Bad game that hasn't <laughs> come out yet. We don't know. It could be in there.
2: Oh, man. I love it if just out of nowhere, Kyrie just starts talking to Troy from Night School oh, music. <laughs> voiced by Zach Afron. He comes back for that no. specifically. Um, what do you call it? Um, and yeah, it did not... Uh... Hold up. I'll tell you what it, I'll, I'll give you the positives um, It was a movie that was made It was a movie that was made Zac Efron's uh, talent can be seen formulating there He he actually is like one of the most talented ones in there I noticed um, oh, yeah.
1: Vanessa Hutchins so.
0: could not act uh, But <laughs> Could? Is that a past tense or is it still <laughs> the case?
1: What happened to Corbin Bleu? Is he like I don't alive. know.
2: I asked that to
0: her halfway through and <laughs>
2: I was gosh. like, what happened to Corbin Blue? And like she just kinda like uncomfortably just like looked to the side, and she's like, Enjoy this scene. So I'm like wondering yeah. what <laughs> happened to that, Corbin You Blue? know what what, <laughs> what happened to
0: Corbin Blue? But what happened to Cory from Cory in the house?
2: <laughs> Cory doesn't yeah, they exist They just disappear. I mean, no. They just He's they an animated character. From his anime, Cory in the house. Anyway, no, <laughs> uh,
0: I don't want to even imagine. That. <laughs> I don't want to think about
2: that. Oh no. Uh, but no. Um. So yeah. Um, I was counting the seconds when it got to the like through most of it, I could bear through it. When it got to the final bit of the like, we're all in this together. I was surprised how long it felt and i think it was only two minutes
0: that's awesome
2: i was i could be wrong uh
0: no i i feel like it was uh your own personal hell that you made (laughs) um and you know that just fills me with some sort of sick glee (laughs) yeah
1: i've only seen that movie once
0: yeah Uh, uh whatever happened to uh Ashley Tisdale and her, uh, brother from that movie.
2: Uh, Ashley <laughs> Tisdale, uh, has her own production company, like, called, I think it's, like, Blondie Films.
0: And How she... do you know I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. How do you know that? Yeah.
2: Because she you... made the, uh, Velma and Daphne solo movie. What? What? Is that real? It's real. How uh, do you know
1: that exclusively for Quibi? Because
2: I because I follow up on the Scooby Doo news for some reason. And... What happened to
0: Phil? of the future, Rob. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're
2: just asking me all these things.
1: Oh, did you get a chance to meet meet uh, Phil of the future's dead at school?
2: Not oh yeah, dad. no, he I teaches there. there. I yeah, I should really just like kind of like find a way. Oh God, no. <laughs> The link to Daphne and Velma just brought me to Amazon to buy it. All right, bro. I don't want to watch this movie. Anyway. Again. uh, (laughs) I listened to a review on it. I did not watch it. I'm going to post in the chat uh, Daphne and Velma in the movie in a
0: random. Hang on.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And now all the viewers at home can hear this the image that you sent. The to live us. reaction <laughs> of Oh no. <laughs> what? Okay. Alright. You know that looks like a lifetime movie or a Hallmark movie version of Okay. It
2: it it should be,
0: but it was wow. like a what is glowing? What is that glowing? I don't want to I know. I don't know. You know no. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> that was a movie that was made. Oh boy. Okay, Rob. Okay, get us Whoa, out What of here. is that <laughs> glowing stick thing that Daphne's holding in her hand? What, what else? She's have you trying watched? to
2: kill Superman in the movie.
0: Oh, perfect transition.
1: All right,
2: Rob. Boom! We're out of here.
0: Up, up and away, even. Yeah! The original Disney Channel movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're back, damn it, we're back in the Disney Channel. (laughs) We can't
0: escape. We're all in this together, you know? No! (laughs) 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 And that's where we end the podcast. Thanks for... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay, so, did you watch anything else other than High School Musical, your favorite film of all time, and The Long Shot?
2: Uh... I watched um, my, my actual favorite movie with you, Blaze.
0: Um, oh, wow, me? Yeah. Uh, wow. We had a horrible time uh, <laughs> trying to rent and watch uh, Superman together. Superman <laughs> the motion picture. Uh, yeah. And we, we figured it out. Amazon uh, came through. Amazon came through. So it was my first time seeing the film in any shape or form. And uh rob's seen this film what how many times rob
2: uh in my lifetime uh probably beyond six, your lifetime uh from beyond my lifetime uh 82 uh in my oh, lifetime perfect. six.
0: Oh wow okay so that's a very scary number <laughs> uh anyway so you uh you uh you enjoy this film you enjoyed my reaction to this film and uh what did you think from uh watching it in a in a, like a more critical viewing of it?
2: Um, I think it's uh you said it perfectly. Um at the ending of it. Like we we clicked out we clicked pause at the ending and you said, What a great but flawed film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. There you go.
2: And it's I uh I think
1: someone returns back time, right? By Yeah. 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 Uh, yep.
2: yeah. uh <laughs> It's it's weird because, like, there's a lot of it, like, we would be very invested with it. And then, like...
0: And it would take a left turn for it no left, reason.
2: It would take a left turn. There's parts of it that, I, that, like, you think, oh, this should be great. And then, like, once it's put alongside other things, like, case in point, uh, when we watched it, Lex Luthor comes in and he, like, kind of feels like he belongs in a different movie oddly enough like up to that point we just kind of get the story of clark kent and like how he's like kind of made his way to metropolis and then it gets into this very kind of cartoony plot of like i'm gonna buy up all the land that no one's using in america and i'm gonna make my own city through it by doing that, I will have to blow up those cities that are bordering that area so I can cause an earthquake that will cause the, cause uh, New York and, uh, and, like, California to fall into the center of the earth or into the sea. And- it's
0: one of the most diabolical, uh, diabolically genius plans I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. I, ne- like, I don't think I've ever encountered anyone who's ripped that off of, like, I'm gonna buy up all the land that's super cheap in like the flyover states then I'm gonna like nuke both coasts so that they are decimated the only land is in the middle that I own then everyone has to move to that land and like buy all of it up and I can charge whatever I want that is the most ingenious thing I've ever heard also The most cartoonish villain (laughs) thing i've ever seen on film which it it it
2: makes sense in a superman story because superman is very much a cartoon kind of character yeah but like it the way that they do the movie it's like
0: they took two different movies and smashed them together
2: it's pretty much how it worked there's like a second unit well not second unit director i don't know what his position would be called right now in my mind but he was basically brought on by the studio because they wanted to make kind of a funny, kid-friendly romp. And then the director, Richard Donner, who had before that done The Omen, uh, wanted to make like a very human story that goes into why Superman is still relevant. And so you get like these moments where it just gets very silly. Out of nowhere. And I'm pretty sure... I think he was named... Richard Lester was the guy brought on for that. And he ended up taking over for Superman 2. And then Superman 3 is completely a comedy. Because that's completely his vision. And then Superman 4 is probably the worst one. Because that one is dealing with the Russian uh, missile crisis. And... They, Superman gets all of the nukes in around the world, throws it into the sun, but Lex Luthor puts Superman's hair into it, so it causes a clone of Superman called Nuclear Man that has blonde hair and retractable nails filled with nuclear energy uh, to fight Superman.
0: Makes a lot that sense to me. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's the absolute coolest thing i could ever possibly imagine in my entire life and i haven't even seen this film but that is the greatest film ever created um an achievement of man if we ever sent anything to space to advertise the aliens it would be that we already did that
1: though
0: yeah that's a shame anyway that's a joke that sounds awful and uh i really enjoyed the first half of superman the motion picture where uh superman like becomes he he transitions from this punk kid and his uh his his dad pa kent has one brief conversation with him in the whole film where he's like be good and then he immediately dies and i was like what do you mean he just has a heart attack and and then I'll, and then i'm like wait how come superman couldn't hear him like dying like immediately like being like uh yeah, I heard your heart attack yeah. or your heart failing, like, immediately, and then I ran you to the nearest hospital at light speed because I can do that. I think I it would have killed him. That... <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's not like Spider-Man, who has real physics that happen. Also, <laughs> Lois Lane gets, like, dropped out of the sky, like, seven times in that film, and every time, her neck would totally have just snapped 700 million times, and uh, she's fine. So, it, it'll work. Also... The uh, the beautiful romantic flight sequence with uh, Lois Lane and Superman was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen <laughs> on a film. And if I saw that in IMAX, I think I literally would have wet my pants. Yeah, that they, is not fun. They frame at all. it
2: as like kind of a like Peter Pan kind of Wendy like. Uh, literally, they or, make that. Yeah, they like make right that before, like. Beforehand, they say a line that's like, uh, oh look at you peter pan or something or whatever
0: yeah something like directly correlating it and she's wearing like a blue gown and he whisks her away Um, so i don't like that rob i do not like nuclear man
2: (laughs) i just for for anyone who's listening i posted a picture of nuclear man
1: (laughs) i don't like that at all
0: is that mel gibson (laughs) I <laughs> know. It looks exactly like it. <laughs> Oh no!
2: Uh, All right,
0: back on topic. Anyway,
2: uh, so yeah, uh,
0: you posted very two horrible pictures. I don't <laughs> like it.
2: Yeah, we have just a wall of Daphne and Velma and Nuclear Man. Oh.
0: It's tough. It's real tough. <laughs> All right, yeah. So Peter Pan yeah. and Wendy.
2: So we had the Peter Pan and Wendy flight. Um, there's like one part in it where through the whole thing like they're like they're holding hands at one point and like the grip is slightly loosening and the whole time Blaze is just saying
0: like, <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! I'm just please don't do it. Don't like, do that thing that you don't have to do. Also you're Superman. Why is she <laughs> slipping out of your hand? Like, there's no there's no reason for it to be Put her back, hold her, let her ride in your back, do something that it, you're not, like, don't do what you're doing right now. And then, you know what happens? He drops her. And she just goes. She just fall, fallen for a long time, which to her, it feels probably feels like an eternity. For him, it's like literal seconds. She's just like, it's all i right. We'll get to her. It's fine. <laughs> and over here, I'm just screaming and, like, dying inside. Uh, that's, i just be like, hey, if you ever do that again, uh, yeah, just kill me. I don't want <laughs> to, imagine. We were
2: kind of like, well, we were playing it out in our own way. We, we were like, it's just, just, just kill me. Just drop me right yeah. now. I don't, I don't care. I don't.
0: Just take your laser beam eyes and just end me. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> even have to imagine, uh, falling out of the sky. Which, I will talk about, uh, another experience where I saw that in a film recently. Okay. Uh, and uh oh are you do you have any more thoughts about superman the motion picture
2: uh only good ones so <laughs> oh, that's fine yeah no, that's fine
1: hey you guys have to watch a uh, captain america
2: 1990
0: next oh come on please you know that's sounds kind of, uh hey if you want if you want to make time in your schedule i'll definitely uh i'll definitely i don't go know if form. i can watch that movie again Like, Again. <laughs>
2: okay. all three okay. of us will watch captain america oh. Nineteen ninety. jeez it was 97? No, it was 90. 1990. Wow. One year later after... No, it wasn't one year after Superman. I'll do the math. Superman, Superman was 79.
0: Yeah. Oh, 78. Whatever. Yeah. It was a year in the 70s. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, I, I definitely enjoyed the film. Some stuff's dated and like some stuff seemed like it was like sewn in from a different film. Yeah. Um, and like some of the miniature work is really hilariously like blatant yeah it really
3: <laughs>
2: um, the miniatures fall apart at the ending literally
0: um <laughs> and like there that. were definitely like out of character moments like they set up this character and like they're like now we have to change like we just like need this to happen so it's gonna happen uh oh my, yeah
2: oh my god i just did research on nuclear man Apparently, Brian Michael mm. Bendis has brought back Nuclear Man and fought, no. he has fought my favorite villain, Rogelzar, in the pages of Superman recently.
0: Fun fact, Rogelzar is actually just Michael, uh, Brian Michael Bendis' uh, self-insert <laughs> character. <laughs> pretty
2: much. You know what? You're not wrong.
0: <laughs> and uh, if anyone uh, from Marvel, uh, DC, and or uh, Brian himself, uh, Mr. Bendis, I mean no. Disrespect in any way, please don't blacklist me from the comics industry, please. I mean it. <laughs> That's all I have. But anyway,
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you do put a couple of self-inserts there that we we can see.
0: Yeah, it's all right. They're it's not blatant at all.
2: They're not blatant. You know, they're just they're pretty cool guys. You know. Man.
0: Well, what is blatant is uh that I played Undertale. For the first time, nice. do you guys know? Do you guys know about that Undertale, that game that came out five years ago? It's probably a, it's an indie game. No one's ever uh, <laughs> never really caught on, as as far as I know. I just uh, got it on a whim, mm. actually. So I didn't beat it. I actually only played through like the first hour, maybe. And uh, that's a very charming game. Yeah. I I mean everyone says that it's like one of the best games that makes them feel stuff, and I'm just like, you know. Playing it and hearing about it are two different things. I, I'm sure everyone's been there with that. Uh, obviously, the better so- like people tell you something is, the more they hype it up, the least likely you are to go check that thing out. Uh, A.K.A. Anthony still hasn't played Final Fantasy VII Remake and calling you out. Uh, yeah, I think Undertale is uh, very charming and emotional at, like from the start of it. Uh, definitely surprising definitely using some of those um, the some of the things that you, you expect your expectations it's, it's definitely playing and subverting them in a lot of uh, clever ways and um, yeah I'm excited to play more and because I, I really don't know anything other than Sans Undertale <laughs> uh, meme you know uh, of course I also know there is a right way to play and a wrong way to play not true uh, Which I mean yeah it's de- It depends on uh, who, who you uh, Which part of the internet you're on But <laughs> yeah so far I, I'm playing the quote unquote Right way to play So we'll see how that shapes up Nice uh, Last week as of recording I hadn't gotten the uh, Crown Tundra DLC for Pokemon yet But it is now out and I have Already completed it um, The story cool. is pretty short which it they were saying that it's like way longer but uh the story content is significantly less i believe uh than the Isle of Armor the amount of time it takes you to complete all of the quote unquote things that you have to do are uh maybe like mathematically longer but it's not mm. actually um mm. if you comp- if you compressed it down to like like um rapid fire doing all the things without having to like chase anything or do um, like w- literally the time it takes you to walk between points then it is significantly um, slower uh, uh, I'm sorry significantly faster mm. so uh, yeah that was that I enjoyed my time I thought it had one of the uh, best new characters introduced into Pokemon series with great characterization and uh, it was just very charming the cozy. big head thing Yes, Calyrex. <laughs> uh Calyrex is the new legendary Pokemon. Uh, it's got a big they, brain. Yeah, they make that joke like a million times and uh it's pretty interesting o- overall and like spoilers, but Calyrex like has an interesting personality and I think that people will be taken aback because they uh maybe they're judging a book by its cover or judging Calyrex by its big head. <laughs> so, uh yeah, check it out if you have Pokemon Sword or Shield. It's I would say that uh, the, the, I think it's like, maybe it, it's 30 bucks. I don't know. The extra money that uh, the DLC costs, yes, I do believe it should be just that post-game content should just be in the game, but I don't feel like my money is wasted on uh, mm-hmm. on this DLC. Like, nice. I feel satisfied with what I got, and I'm still playing it. The uh, The max raid dens are really fun to do with... With your friends, when you can get like a group of four, that's super fun. So, yeah, definitely worth it. Really, like really fun time. Um, And then they announced the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity demo, and I've always been like, man, that story content looks really good. But I also don't want to buy this Warriors game because I know (laughs) I don't, I won't like the combat. And what what happened? I got the demo because I didn't want to pay 60 bucks for the game. Played the demo. It's relatively short. It's just the first chapter of the uh, of the game, and it, the, the save data carries over. Nice. But you get to play... I don't think this is a spoiler. It's a demo. Uh, it is, like, the beginning of the game, but it's not, like... You get to play as three different characters. Link, Impa, and uh, Zelda. And they all play differently. Personally, I disliked playing Link the most, and I liked playing... uh Dang. I think i like playing zelda the most but i also uh, really when i got into like the nitty gritty of playing impa which it's a hack and slash it's not really complicated yeah but i think i enjoyed um the the minute by minute of zelda the most but mm-hmm. i liked the uh, granular um time that i spent with like playing impa and i've liked the story or i like This is also it's been on the internet since the demo dropped it's a time travel story so we were sold a prequel to uh breath of the wild and now that time travel is involved it could end up different that's just like uh oh okay well that changes everything literally Mm -hmm. it changes everything so it's not the first time Zelda, as a series, has used time travel. Obviously, uh, Ocarina of Time, yeah. <laughs> Majora's Mask. Uh, you know, but it, it definitely like I was like, okay, so this story is canon and not canon, and I just took a little bit of the wind out of my sails. You know, if I'm not gonna be uh, if, I'm, if I'm gonna be honest, and uh, that was that was tough, but mm. I definitively, do not want to buy this game. In any shape or form. I (laughs) still do not like Warriors games. I don't want to sit there hacking and slashing. It is just kind of mindless. And I did not feel that the maps were fun to navigate. um, And the mobs that were there were literally just filler. And that is a problem for me. Like, it might be someone's favorite gameplay style. I did did not prefer it uh, in any way. I, I definitely
1: yeah it sounds like Uh, every other warriors game
0: yeah yeah so that was that i'm glad they released the demo though so i could know definitively still interesting (laughs) the story but i definitely think that uh time travel has like a a real way of uh messing things up but obviously i don't know what the like what the whole plot line is so i can't tell you definitively what's going to happen um yeah And then, obviously, I watched Superman, the motion picture, and I enjoyed it. And I also... Last week, I talked about A Silent Voice. That came out in 2016 and Mm -hmm. was the second highest-grossing movie in Japan, or animated film. I think it was the second highest-grossing film. But the highest-grossing film, Breaking Records, uh, that year, uh, the animated film Your Name, which... um, honestly i don't remember what the director's name but he he made your name it wasn't his first film there's this uh i think it's called the garden of words it's on netflix right now it's like 43 minutes i think that's his first film with with like the studio he's working with and uh i watched your name and i watched weathering with you which i've seen both films before but i was kind of like doing an uh
1: a uh also did a uh, five centimeters per second
0: oh i've seen five meters mm-hmm. oh, okay i guess five centimeters per second was his first one then because i i saw that like a long long time ago but um yeah they're comparing like uh just your name and weathering with you aaron and i at the beginning of this year it was the first movie i saw in 2020 uh, uh one of the like three movies i saw in theaters this year <laughs> Yeah. Weathering With You, uh, Aaron and I saw it together, and I really enjoyed it, but at the time, I don't think I was able to adequately express how, um, like, my, my uh, intellectual thoughts, I guess, to be really, um, like, obnoxious about it, <laughs> uh, like, about the movie, and to, without any spoilers, uh, Your Name sounds like a like a um like a statement and weathering with you is like a response to said statement (laughs) like the movies weren't i don't think designed as a pair but the they they kind of form this like pair of this is a this is a path like of like to tell a a hero's journey in this way where certain events happen and it, it like everything works out kind of deal and then weathering with you is is like a similar thing but it is uh it it doesn't work out quite the way you expect it to and like there is that subversion i think both films have um like you don't i don't think uh just hearing the names especially or or getting like into like the the intro to the story and finding out about these characters i don't like for either movie i don't think uh, you're prepared for the ride you're about to take <laughs> in either in either sense, mm-hmm. um, and the to, to wind it back with your name and si- a silent voice from uh, from 2016. People are really like are still I think really like which one was the better movie, like your name grossed more and a silent but a silent voice was like um, like a more grounded impactful story. Uh, I I don't think those arguments or the movies are comparable in that way mm-hmm. they are two beautifully animated films with so much heart and soul and they're telling completely different <laughs> things yeah, in every shape that. or form they're the, like i would not compare them at all i would just put them on a list of movies you should watch if you uh if you want like high quality entertainment uh i just generally think a silent voice as i said last week is one of the like one of the best pieces of media made and then your name is um a lot of people i've seen that say it's like overrated uh i guess but i think that it's doing things in a uh in like like the the statement it's making and then the subtext that is there and all like the choices that they're making in the cinematography and everything is so intentional um that there it's like a lot deeper than your first uh look at it i guess mm. and i don't think you have to be uh i think you can watch your name and enjoy it without being an anime fan like at all i know that it's kind of hard to like part like a style um and there was this interview after aaron and i saw um uh, weathering with you in the theater where the like the director or like creator of it was talking about mm-hmm um like wanting to i think this is uh, maybe i'm making it up but like i b- i remember him saying something along the lines of like he wants to make uh movies like his way yeah um instead of like what people expect in um like a traditional sense or what where people have already gone before mm-hmm. uh, i don't necessarily remember if he mentioned miyazaki um Blatantly, but um, I would say that the only way that the two are comparable is that they have like elements that they they put into their films, and they like, uh, and they're like passionate, obviously about about uh, the things that they're trying to express, but they're from different sides of the spectrum, um, right? And in a lot of in like every way, um, and that is that's really the, the like I would say that. The statement that Miyazaki has made with his films is like one thing and f- like for a, a different generation and for a different sentiment and the films that the director, I really am s- sorry. I don't know the, the name of this guy. I'm going to Shinkai. Okay. Makoto Shinkai is trying to make the statement that, uh, or like sentiment with his films that he's trying to make is for like, uh, I guess like his statement for a new generation, a new audience. And maybe that audience like um, there's like overlap a significant overlap but there I don't I don't think that the messages they're trying to e- express or have expressed are similar hmm. that is the point I'm trying to make yeah watching and studying the structure of how they're telling their plots it's like it there's like a lot of like a uh, like okay Act one, act two, act three. That's pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. Like hero's journey plot, like, like um, pitfalls and everything. Like, but I think weathering with you. Oh, like they both they both do it. They like both films have dual protagonists. That's without giving away too much. Like that's just yeah. like, the premise of each film. They have dual protagonists, and they're not necessarily like they're they're both the main character in each film, and certain things are shown on screen for like the act one of that character and then it'll almost start again at the start of act one for the, the next character but some of the development between like act one and two and three they will um, show off screen for each character and so you will come back in and it'll be further down the line a little bit and I thought it was just interesting that they would that he would like would Make a film where it's, it's like repeating, like the star of an act, or like going through an act, mm-hmm. and then with weathering with you, the, like the the point of a like a film or like a piece of uh, like a story, I guess, is supposed to like put the character in like progressive peril until they overcome the situation with like the lesson they learn or whatever, but in weathering with you, it to me personally, not only is it is it like repeating the like starts of acts but it's like penalizing the main two heroines for each character who's going through like a character arc their consequences are stacked on top for for like the main two heroines so not only is it, like following like different plot lines but the consequences the severity of it is being put upon the main two characters for like things that they can't control that they didn't do hmm. and i think that was a super interesting like tidbit that that's how i feel about it whether or not that's like what the intent or what it was i think it's uh with that in mind it's like oh that makes it way like the stakes way higher in every way yeah so and then weathering with you has um it has a lot going on it's like i cannot believe how much rain they had to hand draw <laughs> like the, oh man yeah that's Ugh. insane and the soundtracks for mm-hmm. both films uh, are incredible. It's by it's done by this band called The Radwimps, which mm-hmm. is a hilarious name. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, gen- genuinely just good. Uh, I would definitely recommend this to anyone, even if you're not a fan of anime. I think you'll find value there as just, like, human stories. Mm. Um, and, uh, obviously, they have... Uh, supernatural elements to both of them but mm-hmm. I think that uh, that is not a disservice to the films it's just um, kind of the narrative device to show you the lengths that you're willing to go for um, for anything I guess so yeah nice. that's what I got hopefully I'll have uh, more to talk about next week but <laughs> I think that's the end of what I got anyone anyone else any last thoughts before we end the show? Uh
1: okay. uh Yeah, can I get uh, a <laughs> uh,
0: <The> number 5 <laughs> Oh, actually this one's uh 26. So you can have a number 26. Nice. All right. Extra prize. Oh, okay, that, <laughs> Let's was, not do that, that again. That was awful. <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> thanks for being on guys aaron and rob we uh we had a long episode this week yeah hopefully our rambling wasn't too stressful don't count the number of us ums and likes that we have in our, <laughs> in our statements. or do and yeah, uh, let I us would... know about
1: them on twitter or in the comments
0: yeah you can follow us on uh at at uh, echo screen underscore pod echo screen all caps pod all lowercase on twitter I'm sure there's and a market for like all for a collection of all of our ums. Like, <laughs> yeah, if I had if gotten, I had like, a penny for every time I said um uh or like, I'd be a billionaire. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah.
3: Yes,
1: yeah, so make right. sure to leave a donation for every uh um and like that we uh one penny. Have. Yes. And if
0: anyone wants to make a song an intro theme song for us that has we'll all of those our, ums. Uh, Indie Go Go in, in the uh, description. God, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, just it's make happening. a soundboard. Just make a soundboard. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. That was episode twenty-six. Whatever we name it, it will be. <laughs> nice. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for being on. Bye. See you.
3: Bye.